It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Steelers fans are suffering from a bad case of quarterback envy watching those offensive NFL playoffs. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. Sitting home for the playoffs is making an already disgruntled Steelers nation plenty more uncomfortable. It's settling in among Steelers fans just how far their favorite football team is from competing with the likes of the Buffalo Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs, and even those Cincinnati Bengals. It all comes down to quarterback play. The Steelers have bid a misty eye to do to Ben Roethlisberger after 18 seasons. Now they're forced to sit on their couches watching as a new generation of AFC star quarterbacks rise to dominance. The heart-stopping duel between Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen in that 42-36 overtime Chiefs victory at Arrowhead last Sunday evening is just the tip of the iceberg sinking Steelers' fortunes. There's Joe Burrow in Cincinnati who has his Bengals in the AFC Championship game in just his second year out of LSU. Justin Herbert came within a near Raiders tie in Vegas of crashing this year's playoff dance with his LA Chargers. And when he does get in, the sublime passing Herbert could rip up the dance floor. Even Trevor Lawrence with the lowly Jaguars seems to have a chance to claw his way to contention quicker than what most expect to happen with the stalled Steelers. What does Pittsburgh have at the most crucial position in sports? Just questions, plenty of them, and a plethora of problems, too. None are easily answered or solved. The leaders of the franchise seem resigned to passing on an expensive trade for a top veteran quarterback. Even though Vegas is laying odds that the Steelers are in the running for Aaron Rodgers, it's just not going to happen. Despite the presence of a hometown favorite in the draft, that being Kenny Pickett out of Pitt, the Steelers might not even use their 20th pick on a quarterback. That's because there are so many other glaring needs, most especially on that terrible offensive line. And there are some surefire blue-chip tackles in the draft that could attract Pittsburgh's attention far more than the seemingly lesser talent available at quarterback this year. That leaves free agency, where many second-tier journeyman quarterbacks will be available. 
but a change of venue to Pittsburgh isn't likely to elevate any of this lot to the level of the AFC elite. The free agency options could yield a competitive guy behind center, but it won't deliver a championship. The absolute best hope here is a guy like, well, Ryan Tannehill, otherwise known as Mr. Regular Season. When the clock strikes playoffs, he's out. All the Pittsburgh pundits are predicting the Steelers are most likely to trot out Mason Rudolph as their 2022 starter. Now, how inspiring is that? No wonder this is the winner of discontent in the 412 area code. Pittsburgh's prospects at quarterback are extinguishing the once furnace-hot passion for pro football in western Pennsylvania. No wonder both TV ratings and attendance figures for the Steelers have crashed in a year when the NFL saw surges overall. The reason is simple. Looking at the class of the AFC and even the class of the AFC North, it's clear that the Steelers simply aren't on the same level. There are numerous reasons for this, but the biggest is at quarterback. Who will be behind center for the Steelers? It almost doesn't matter. The choices they're staring at simply do not measure up to what somber Steelers fans are witnessing right now in these AFC playoffs. The teams with the top QBs threatened to leave the Steelers in the dust for a decade to come. It's a place proud Steelers fans aren't used to being. This is why it's so hard to watch. It's why some Steelers fans are doing the unthinkable. They're actually tuning out the team that once was the center of their lives. There's no telling how far the franchise will fall when Mason Rudolph is your quarterback. Maybe he'll be number one in the program, but he'll never be tops in Pittsburgh's heart. We have much more on the sad state of the Steelers and its seemingly pathetic choices at the most important position. All in this sobering edition of your Steelers Update Podcast. Hey, and make sure you check out my print column, First Thing Thursday on Penn Live. It will be packed with plenty of memes bringing the harsh reality of the Steelers quarterback situation to life, or as the case may be, to death. But right now, let's get right to it. The ratings are in, and they are not pretty for Pittsburgh. As the Sports Business Journal reports, the Steelers actually bucked the trend that saw the NFL TV ratings shoot up 10% overall. Meanwhile, in Pittsburgh, your Steelers typically post TV ratings well over a 40 share. But this season, the last for quarterback Big Ben Roethlisberger, the Steelers' local TV ratings sank 10% to a 36.24 share. And if you look at it in terms of the overall ratings rise for the league, that's a 20% deficit. The AFC East champion Buffalo Bills had the league's highest local TV ratings with a whopping 47.16 share. That edged out last season's local TV champ, the Kansas City Chiefs. They came in at a 45.28 share. So what do these two teams have in common? You guessed it, great young star quarterbacks. Overall, 21 of the league's 32 teams posted local TV ratings increases. And when it came to last week's divisional playoff weekend, the ratings pop was even bigger, 20% overall increase 
for the slate of four games all decided on the final play. The biggest ratings, of course, was that Sunday night climax. Kansas City's 42-36 overtime victory over Buffalo. It averaged a whopping 42.74 million viewers on CBS. Now, that's a lot of eyeballs. But it's not just TV eyeballs that are off in Pittsburgh. The Sports Business Journal had bad news for the Steelers when it comes to fans in the stands as well. The Steelers played to an 88.4% capacity at Heinz Field this season. Only Washington at 78.5%, Detroit at 79.9%, and the New York Jets at 86.9% were worse in terms of getting fans in the stands. Hey, not only are TV viewers tuning out the Steelers, those fans who actually ponied up hard-earned cash for season tickets were staying away. Now that is a wow, just wow. In fact, red lights should be flashing for the owning Rooney family. Something better change pretty damn quick for the Steelers. Here's Joe Rutter writing for Trib Live and sounding the alarm for the once rock steady and stable Steelers franchise. He writes this, quote, the data is telling. Even though this city loves to bathe itself in the reputation of being one of the best football markets in the country, it is not so. Perhaps the Steelers' recent issues on and off the field have diluted the connection that this fan base has historically had with the hometown Steelers franchise. This is a macro-level concern from a business standpoint for owner Art Rooney II. He must address it at his upcoming season-ending media availability with local beat writers. How does he reinvigorate an eroding and disenchanted fan base? Unquote. Hey, it's a great question from Joe Rudder, but I think I have the answer. Clearly, the quarterback position will be key to any Steelers resurgence, both on the field and in the TV ratings. Yet right now, the Pittsburgh franchise isn't even on the same planet as the plethora of quarterback-blessed teams in the AFC. That's the biggest problem in Pittsburgh. Here's Ron Cook writing for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette and summing up the trouble, the troubling state of affairs for the QB-less Steelers. Hint, the Pittsburgh problems aren't all on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, the defense is to blame too, especially this last season, but the quarterback issue is the biggest glaring concern. Cook writes this, quote, how can the Steelers possibly compete for a championship when quarterbacks Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, and even Lamar Jackson are in their conference? How in the world can the Steelers compete with their defense, which gave up 41? 41, 36, 36, and 42 points in games this season. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? The gloom and doom might last for a long time. Actually, the Steelers' defense, which was worse in the NFL against the run this season, has a chance to improve rather quickly. A healthy Stefan Tuitt and Tyson Alualua would help in a big way next season. So would a productive Devin Bush, a few more months past major knee surgery, but there are no guarantees, of course. 
the secondary could lose three starters. Joe Hayden, Terrell Edmonds, and Alejo Witherspoon are free agents. But the offense? The Steelers scored more than 30 points just one time this season. Do you really expect it to be better next season? With Matt Canada as the play caller again? With Mason Rudolph as the quarterback? With that offensive line? With their collection of receivers after the poor way that group finished this season? The gap between the Steelers and the Super Bowl never seemed wider than it did during the playoff games last weekend. It was as if the Chiefs with Mahomes and the Bills with Allen and the Bengals with Burrow were playing a different game. The Steelers' offense doesn't even remotely resemble those offenses with those quarterbacks. The Steelers can't compete for a championship without better quarterback play. Maybe not Mahomes or Allen or Burrow caliber play, but significantly better than what it appears, at least for now, they will get next season. I know we're not even in February yet. It's way, way early in the offseason process, and a lot can change. Maybe Dwayne Haskins will beat out Rudolph, although I'm not sure he's a better option. Maybe the Steelers will draft a quarterback, although there are no can't-miss prospects in next spring's draft. More likely, they will bring in a veteran free agent. I hear people begging for Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson in a trade, but there is no chance that will happen. The team has too many other needs to give up the draft capital it would take to get one of those quarterbacks. That's not the Steelers' way. Worse. The Steelers already are in a lengthy slump. They have won just three playoff games since 2010. The Bengals, hard as it might be to believe, can match that total in this postseason if they beat the Chiefs on Sunday to go to the Super Bowl. I just can't help but wonder if the next 20-plus seasons will be even worse. Unquote. Wow. Hey, that is a dedicated Steelers observer of 30-plus years in Pittsburgh looking at the Steelers with a cold-eyed reality. Ron Cook just nailed it. This is a seminal moment in Steelers Nation. It's tough stuff, Steelers fans, but that is the state of football affairs in the 412 area code right now. So what to do about it? There's got to be something, right? Well, here's radio host Joe Starkey writing for the Post-Gazette about his recent on-air conversations with former Steelers offensive coordinator Todd Haley. They talked about the team's quarterback quandary and how to solve it. Here's what Starkey writes, quote, Might the Steelers find a quarterback already in the NFL, one whose potential is yet untapped? That's possible, if not likely. I threw out some names to former Steelers offensive coordinator Todd Haley on 93.7 The Fan recently and wondered who stood out to him as possible candidates for the Steelers in free agency. I mentioned Jameis Winston, Sam Darnold, Nick Foles, even if he doesn't fit our criteria as a free agent, and Mitch Trubisky. His answer intrigued me. Quote from Haley, Mitch Trubisky. It's so important to put these guys in a position to succeed. And I don't know that he was given that in Chicago. 
He was a young quarterback to begin with, hadn't played a lot, but his size, his athletic ability, his ability to throw the football, you need to have a characteristic that allows you to survive while you learn to be a real quarterback. What I saw in the preseason with the Bills, I was pretty impressed. I mean, he looked like a different guy, unquote. Starkey goes on to write, I've used this space in my column to endorse Trubisky. Not because I believe he's the definitive answer, but because I'm intrigued with the talent and the numbers he put up in Chicago. He had a 29-21 record, 64 touchdowns against a still too high 37 interceptions. And that's despite working under Matt Nagy. So I asked Haley to elaborate further on this. And he said, quote, in Chicago, how they were making him play. I mean, no disrespect to any coaches. I would watch that tape. Kurt Warner and I would do a Zoom call and watch it. And sometimes it didn't make a lot of sense. And some of the positions they were putting him in just weren't fair. On top of that, being in Chicago, not a fun place to be as a young quarterback. I think Mitch has a chance. I think he needs to be in the right place with the right coaches that are able to nurture him and allow him to grow and develop, unquote. Again, that's Todd Haley on Trubisky. Now, Joe Starkey concludes this way, quote, I remain intrigued with Trubisky which is more than I could ever say for the possibility of starting Mason Rudolph, unquote. So food for thought. So what do you think, Steelers Nation? Mitch Trubisky, anyone? Well, it might have come to this in once proud Pittsburgh. And as sad as it is, we will continue to cover it here all offseason as your favorite football franchise makes its moves. And who knows? Maybe they'll surprise all of us. We shall see, Steelers fans. We shall see. But you got to be here. You, we're going to be on the air every Wednesday covering the, every offseason move this franchise makes and every reaction Pittsburgh has to it. It's going to be all here on your Steelers update, fresh every Wednesday afternoon. So just sign up for the podcast so you get it automatically. And, of course, you'll find it anywhere you find your favorite podcast. And, of course, log on to penlive.com for your real-time Steelers news. 